0: Welcome to The Cyberman Show, a place that makes you smarter about Cyberverse. Be it cybersecurity, cloud, emerging tech, startups or ideas, we have it all. Let's begin. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. Today we'll be talking about Moveit vulnerability. We'll learn about Android spyware. There are two new breaches that I learned about. We will also talk about software supply chain attack. There's a new research on voice authentication a new third report on healthcare sector with that let's get started so moveit vulnerability um, so for people who are hearing about this for the first time moveit uh, is a file transfer service it's a managed file transfer service by a company called progress and what this service allows you to do is to transfer files between business partners and customers using secure protocols like sftp scp and https so, recently, a few months back, a vulnerability, a SQL injection vulnerability, was identified in this uh, software's web application. And this vulnerability allowed an unauthenticated attacker to gain unauthorized access to the Move It Transfer database. The threat actors who were, who were able to utilize this uh, zero day vulnerability created uh, special web shells or custom web shells, allowing them to retrieve a list of files stored on the server download these files and steal the credentials or secrets for configured azure blob containers the attacks related to move it are believed to have started on uh, may 27th over the long uh, u.s memorial day holiday and the company progress that makes this software has been releasing new updates ever since and you now they plan now plan to release fixes uh, every few months the company also reported nearly 1.5 million dollars in cyber incident and vulnerability response expenses during the second quarter. The education sector has been hit particularly hard. However, there are around 200 customers victim in terms of the organizations that are supposedly impacted. If you look at the number of users that are reported, it is around 15 million individuals. More companies are expected to come forward with breach notification as they see the impact or they find the presence of attackers in their infrastructure. I have to also mention uh, the large uh, multinational joint uh, called uh, Shell. Shell confirmed that the incident uh, has happened after the Klopp cybercrime gang published files allegedly stolen from the firm. Now, this specific threat actor is uh, linked to Russia and uh, this Uh, group is known to target managed file transfer software services previously also they've been known to attack the go anywhere zero to exploit in jan 2023 and zero to exploitation exploitation of excel on fda servers in 2020 okay so shell is just one giant but i'm sure there are more companies that are getting impacted there are public uh, references available for some of these schools uh, and companies in the Education sector that got impacted So move it is trying to do whatever they can by providing fixes uh, I as a cyber security practitioner recommend threat hunting exercises or patching the uh, move it software uh, To the uh, recommended versions by the company keep following their blogs for uh, more details M- Moving on to the Android side uh, two spyware apps with over 1.5 million installs on google play store are found and they were sending data to china okay now these uh, two malicious apps were discovered by security researchers uh, and they have a collective installation of 1.5 million uh, users so the first one is uh, published as a file recovery and data recovery software the other one is the file manager software The uh, Creator of this uh, sort or these both apps is the same uh, handle Wang Tom and uh, file recovery had downloads of 1.1 million and uh, file manager had downloads of uh, 500k users. Now the interesting thing about these apps is that they can launch without any interaction from the user and they steal sensitive data and send it to the servers in China. Uh, The two apps were discovered by using the behavioral analysis engine from the mobile uh, security solutions company, and this app description, by the way, states that they do not collect any personal user data from the device, uh, but they do it. Okay, so although they are claiming, but uh, in in their uh, uh, document, but uh, they are doing it. Okay, so you can't trust on what the app disclaimers or app documents are uh, mentioning the kind of data that they are exfiltrating includes users contact list from on device memory connected emails accounts and social networks it captures real uh, time user location mobile country code network provider name network code of the sim provider operating system version number device brand and model uh, pictures audio and video that are managed or recovered from within the application so this is a complete spying activity done by these two apps now the apps also hide their home screen icons to make it more difficult to find and remove them and at the time of creating this podcast the apps were removed from google play store okay so be careful on what uh, you download Uh, just because an app is free doesn't mean it's really free Uh, look at user reviews go with trusted uh, known companies uh, that are making these apps in one thing that I noticed in case of this particular apps is there was no user reviews for these apps that were available. Now, moving on to breaches side, uh, a company called Kings of Translation that provides global translation services. So, what they do is they offer premium translation services in uh, from a comp- uh, from their offices in New York, and they facilitate translation of over one hundred and twenty languages. Now. A researcher known as Jeremiah Fowler has discovered a non-password protected database that contained over 25,000 records, all publicly exposed including highly sensitive documents. The database reportedly belonged to this company. This data contained uh, PI information, internal screenshots of source code and customer documents in the uploads folder including passports, driver licenses, business documents, denied visa petitions birth and marriage records, U.S. federal and state tax filings, okay. The few the, the researcher also shared some screenshots with the, the publication, uh, or the online publication from which I uh, picked up this article. Uh, the sample screenshot included fl- uh, Florida driver's license, a letter from a Ukrainian ambassador, and an FBI background check document. So this is very unique. I have not uh, personally seen any such uh, case where uh, translation service was uh, Uh, breached and you know to get information i would call this as again part of the supply uh, chain Uh, but very interesting uh, uh, thing to learn about the second breach uh, that i learned about uh, happened at uh, the pepsi bottling ventures Uh, this is a data breach Uh, by the way pepsi bottling venture pbv is a joint venture between century group and pepsico PBV is the largest privately held bot layer for pepsi products in North America. The breach was discovered on Jan 10th and uh, it occurred between December 23rd, 2022 to Jan- January 19th, 2023 and it is resulted in the personal, financial and health information of the company's employee being accessed by an unauthorized party. On Feb 10th, PBV started informing the impacted individuals that the attackers gained access to certain systems containing this information but did not reveal how many individuals were Im- affected. I went to their website and uh, went through the notification that they have published. Uh, they have also published that as of Jan 19th, 2023, there is no unauthorized activity. But what PBV has done is out of uh, caution... They have secured the services uh, f- uh, for uh, all the impacted users that involves identity monitoring at no cost for at least one year. These services include credit monitoring, a current credit report, web watcher, public persona, quick cash can, $1 million identity fraud loss, reimbursement, fraud consultation, and identity theft restoration. So, this is quite a common practice. Uh, that is adopted by large multinationals whenever there is a data breach related to users. In an interesting software supply chain attack, malicious NPM packages for supply chain and phishing attacks were found. This is known as Operation Brain Leeches, as tagged by the researchers. And what the researchers discovered is more than it, a dozen malicious packages were published to the NPM open source repository that appears to target application end users while also supporting email phishing campaigns targeting office 365 users the malicious packages were posted to npm between may 11th and june 13th they make legitimate npm modules notably jquery which has about 7 million weekly downloads so npm is essentially node package manager for those who are familiar with the entire full stack programming it's a very commonly used package and the packages, the malicious NPM packages were discovered in two branches. The first branch uh, uh, supported phishing attacks uh, that uh, harvested user data with phony Microsoft.com uh, login forms launched from malicious email attachment, whereas the other intended to impl- implant credential harvesting scripts in applications that incorporated the NPM packages. So, uh, as third, uh, as developers try to use these open source packages, if they deploy these open source packages, the m- most basic functionality that this package will carry out is the still the steal the credentials that are used by the application. Now, these specific malicious packages were downloaded around a thousand times in total but were removed from npm shortly after their discovery. So, as you could be realizing, I'm talking more about the software supply chain uh, side issues. Attackers have started to shift left, they are finding it easier to uh, attack the open source software uh, rather than uh, the secure infrastructure. Uh, So as large enterprises tend to deploy strong cybersecurity products, it's easier to attack the software supply chain and then get uh, into the infrastructure. Now let's talk about a research, very interesting research about voice authentication. So, this research has reported that uh, cyber criminals can break voice authentication with 99% success rate. Now for those who don't know about voice authentication, it allows a company to verify the identity of their clients via supposedly unique voice print. It's been increasingly used in remote banking, call centers and other security critical scenarios. So, for future authentication attempts, what you do is so there are two processes. One is one when you are enrolling for the voice authentication, you have to uh, say a few phrases. There is a unique uh, voice print that's developed, and for future authentication attempts, you are asked to repeat a different phase and the features extracted from it are compared to the voice print you have saved originally in the system to determine whether you have to be granted access or not, and then you can carry out transactions like. But transfer, etc. Okay, so the uh, computer scientists at University of Waterloo have discovered this attack. Okay, and they were able to bypass this voice authentication security uh, with up to 99% success rate only after six retries. Right. So the the it, actual issue is that now fake is not new; it's been there for some time. So hackers could use deepfake software to generate convincing copies of victims voice using as little as five minutes of recording ad audio so what cyber security companies or voice, voice authentication companies did they created spoofing countermeasures these are essentially checks that could examine a speech sample and determine whether it was created by a human or a machine so they were able to detect if the incoming voice is created by a, by a machine or a user okay now the Researchers, the Waterloo researchers, have developed a method that evades this spoofing countermeasure and can fool most voice authentication systems. They identified the markers in deepfake audio that betray it as a computer-generated and wrote a program that removes these markers, making it indistinguishable from authentic audio. Research contends that while voice authentication is obviously better than no additional security, the existing spoofing countermeasures are critically for lot so this is particularly in, interesting uh, although i believe voice authentication is uh, you know with with Edmonton ai I'm, i know that lot of organizations that use voice authentication are validating it uh, and they use additional uh, additional uh, information to validate the end user's identity okay with that let's move on to the new threat report so, the European Union Agency uh, for Cybersecurity, ENISA, has released its first cyber threat landscape report for the healthcare sector. This report identifies uh, prime threats, threat actors, and trends and covers a period of over two years from Jan 2021 to March 2023. The document also analyzes the impact of cyber attacks on the sector and provides details about the most targeted entities and affected assets. The study is based on a total of 215 publicly reported incidents in the EU and neighboring countries. So some of the key findings uh, from the report are that ransomware accounts for 54% of cyber security threats in the healthcare and most of the o- surveyed organizations which is 73% in, in the healthcare sectors haven't got a program to mitigate ransomware attacks. Okay, So, which, so beyond tool there is no process also. So I, I believe they should do some tabletop exercise. I know consultants are uh, recommending it fully. Now, if you have to break down the incidents, the as I said, ransomware uh, uh, is the most common incident, 54%, followed by data-related threats, 46%, intrusion 30%, 13% DDoS, uh, DOS 9%, social engineering threats is pretty low, uh, 4%. Okay, along with uh, malware, 5%. Right. So ransomware is is very common. Okay. Now, the motivation is, is mostly financial. The threat actors uh, attempted to extort both health organization as well as patient. Most targeted assets are patient data including electronic health records. The experts pointed out that the ne- nearly half of all incidents aim to steal or leak uh, health organization's data. Now, a trend that was reported in, the, uh, in this findings report is that The patient data of European citizens have been leaked from government COVID-19 systems or from labs performing COVID-19 tests on multiple occasions and in multiple countries. The data has been leaked either with the collaboration of malicious insiders or in most cases accidentally due to pure hygiene security practice and misconfiguration. These consist mainly of COVID-19 vaccination or test results and part of patients' other personal information such as social security numbers. In some cases, the data of millions of citizens were put on sale. In other case, the leaks made it possible to fake test results and get a COVID pass for uh, various reasons. Okay, Now, one of the other important trend that ma- was mentioned in the report is the vulnerabilities in the healthcare infrastructure is an emerging threat. Okay, In these two years in, uh, of uh, data analysis, it was observed that nine cases... Uh, of uh, confirmed potential data threats and leaks were caused either by unpatched vulnerability or due to bad configuration of system right these were primary applications or websites related to COVID-19 vaccinations or testing which left the patient data and credentials exposed in 2022 software bugs were reported under NIS as the cause of 8% of system failures okay This is these combined with 13% of faulty software changes update, 8% of hardware failures, 2% of faulty hardware changes, etc. Right. All that led to vulnerabilities. Also, uh, there are uh, data points in this report where specific vulnerabilities related to the software or connected devices in the infrastructure are reported. So I highly recommend reading this report fully. I will uh, leave a link to this report in the description of the podcast as well as the YouTube channel. Also, another thing related to geopolitical impact is that uh, there is a surge in DDoS distributed denial of service attacks carried out by pro-Russian activist groups like Killnet. Okay. So that was the finding from the Enisa's uh, uh, health uh, care sector report. With that, I am very thankful to all the sources. Uh, I leave your name in my uh, podcast uh, description as well as on my YouTube channel. And if you are listening to this podcast, please share this podcast as well as the YouTube channel link uh, with your friends. If you think the content is relevant, keep giving me feedback and tell me what you want to learn about. With that, I will see you next time. Thank you.